0: We've been close in the past. Yeah, I wonder,
1: I because, I mean, I'm a bad pod person, I guess, because, like, I don't listen to these. So they It freaks me out too much. Um I've already listened to it once. I'm here. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much exactly. Um But, so, I don't know whether Elliot includes these parts where we debate back and forth. Like, Sometimes, oh, did we
0: start on time? Okay, okay. So, we fade in on a little banter, which the people love, you know? Ugh. The the people they they want more, they're clamoring. That's what, that's what everybody banter. says. Yeah, they
1: pretend to be angry. Um, I shouldn't say that because not everybody. Uh, there we've gotten some very sweet, especially recently, given that whole review that went up. But not to dwell. No, not dwell.
0: Because you know what? We're celebrating
1: today. I was gonna say, it we is made our it. Last spooktober
0: podcast episode because technically if we want to include
1: the 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 stream the hollow stream on monday the stream
0: yes monday Join, at uh 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific hell
1: yeah and we will also be announcing
0: the movie that we're watching no w- w- no we're announcing that this weekend, oh but... yeah at the end of the stream we're announcing a fun uh very exciting thing that i like, don't want to elude anything i was gonna to. say that was a test and you passed because Yay. you and i are
1: sworn to secrecy we would have to bleep other. it out
0: it's, yeah you'd have um, to join us for the stream to figure it out and also uh we're gonna open our secret satan gifts wee wee. hopefully with all of you so join us for the hollow stream and we'll be watching do we are we confirmed with what movie we are watching i saw the poll and i think we have a winner
1: um, I think we at the time that we're recording this, we have a little bit of time left, okay. on the poll because there was a snafu on the poll. Well, if you're listening to this, it's too late. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it um that we had a bit of technical difficulties, and Mark Zuckerberg and I are beefing, um, with the Patreon poll. But I will Instagram I just, poll, yes, the Instagram poll. But I will, I will let Haley know and we'll let you all know
0: we'll probably announce it on Instagram yeah and then cross-platform it to everything else so uh stay tuned right now we've got a pretty
1: pretty solid
0: zombie lead. on pretty solid idea yes yes yeah um so it'll be a fun time we'll see you there and uh just as a quick update to an episode we did um a couple maybe a week ago where we talked week about bigger. like cool stuff that's coming mm-hmm. during spooky season oh we did it towards the beginning of this month we did yeah i l- lost just you go all, with it i know yeah. i lost all kinds of time so exactly. i have i have watched uh 28 days haunted Ooh. um oh yes
1: you told me about this <laughs> i forgot which one this was and i was like uh it is mm. a little bit
0: of a combo of like jersey shore meets ghost hunters it's like part reality show like with all the bullshit that comes with the reality show and mm-hmm. part like ghost hunting and um okay. it's interesting it's funny definitely watch it like enhanced if you are um into that sort of thing um, at one point they think a guy's possessed and Elliot needed to walk out of the room. Like he could not oh. be in the room where I was like watching this. <laughs> um, That's so fair. yeah, I watched that. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if you've watched it, but I heard that, um, the watcher is Snoroboro. Um, I, all right. So, and I'm as a Jersey. And as, like, a Jersey story and, like, a proud Jersey person, I wanted to love it. I have not watched it yet because I was so sad when I heard that it was boring. I'm a big bad baby. So
1: I don't know if we can go based off my perceptions. Did you watch it? So we went, I, I think I mentioned this last time, we got three episodes in. We're starting the fourth and i don't know whether michael chose to end it because that was the point where i told them this is based on a real story <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> which is not is. michael's thing um, or if it was because it was snoroboro i know i did have to leave the room because where does the dog or not where does the dog it's does the dog die.com yeah. it's like my favorite website because yeah. I, it gives you timestamps for when i need to leave the room um and I only left the room once in those three episodes. um, But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But mm-hmm.
0: I have watched um, the first two installments of the new Unsolved Mysteries. Okay. Fantastic, as per usual. Like, there was oh, any doubt. I was going to say. Still always annoyed at the end of the episode when it's unsolved. Like, it's fucking new. But yeah. like, I want it to be fucking solved. <laughs> i know what's coming but i get mad every yeah (laughs) yeah but still it's fantastic Mm -hmm. our fave uh sky borgman directed Uh. at least two episodes that i noticed i was also doing artwork while i was watching so i wasn't (laughs) always looking up at the the credits but um i saw her name in two episodes which we love Mm -hmm. and i think that is what I've rewatched a lot of horror stuff, so I haven't like watched very much new. But eh. yeah, it's spooky we, season. Yeah. You know, we're in it. We're vibing. We're spooking. I went to a Hocus Pocus drive-in. It was Love fun. that for you. So yeah. happy. like it was great. oh we took edibles. We wore our comfies, and we brought blankets, and we got so many snacks, and it was uh, a That's fantastic the right way to do evening. It yeah that's how you surrounded need by it. children who weren't watching the movie they were just running between like different cars and we were just like zonked out of our brains like uncultured singing, come swine. little children <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a
1: that's a great way to end up in jail that's fine it jail. was fine it's it's
0: <laughs> whatever um oh, god but anyway we have bantered too much now we're keeping with the tradition And we are reading some spooky stories today. Yes, we are. And you might notice, uh, as we're reading, underneath these uh, stories, there's some spooky-ass music. And um, I will say, that was created by our very own Michael J. Quick. (gasps) I know them. Can they... um, I love them. Can they contact... The Michael Uh, for any musical needs? You can. You can contact The
1: Michael for any musical needs. How would one do that? Um, One could go to their website, I think. Is it michaeljquick.com? I'm about to tell you because I'm a great partner. It is. It is michaeljquick.wordpress.com. WordPress. WordPress. You press the word. Um, WordPress.com. All right. But actually, let me do a quick little Google, and and because everybody, anytime I have to fill out like a form or anything like that, they always assume that I am kidding, and I am not. Um, they might come up. They might come up if you Google them. Okay. Um, because they're coming up for me. Also, weirdly, they're they're coming up. Coming up. They're coming up as at michaeljquick.com. So I think I actually fucked that up, and I have their old website saved. Perfect. So it's just
0: michaeljquick.com. They went for the the full website, not the WordPress. I'm I'm too cheap for that. I mean, good for them. Yeah. But, but their contact stuff is on there if you need music for anything. Uh, or, I mean our our theme mixing. song. Yeah, our sound mixing, our theme song. Podcast is, shit, all yeah. of it. It's it's great. Our so, theme song
1: did it. We've had babies take their first steps to it. Wish I was kidding. The police are coming. Yeah. We it's been called totally twerkable. It is. But yeah, yeah. nothing y'all, but rave y'all reviews. Be, yeah y'all be the judge all that's right. the one thing yeah i've i've we've gotten no negative reviews about michael's music
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i'll say that yeah. um so we're gonna dive right in to our stories mm-hmm. uh we never introduced the podcast but you know what it is oh Come this on. is crime culture hey i mean if
1: you clicked it you know that's Haley. that's your own fault I'm Caitlin. Um, all right do you want to start I can start, you can start, we can start, everybody can start.
0: Let's, let's both read ours at the same time. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> I'll have Elliot mix it so mine is coming out of one ear and yours is coming out of the there other ear. There we go. And then your brain can just fucking explode. Unless you are neurodivergent, my friends.
1: Um, Alright, you start. Alright, I will start. So, we're, first up, we're gonna talk about the red spot.
0: The red Um, spot.
1: A version of it was featured in Scary Stories 3, More Tales to Chill Your Bones. And it was also featured in the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie. Um, And it is, fun fact, one of my personal nightmares. Um, So getting right on into it. Do it. I'm just, I'm pausing for effect. Not because I accidentally closed out of my tab.
0: I like the effect. You're welcome.
1: One night... A young girl was sleeping in her bed when a spider crawled across her face. It stopped for a few minutes on her left cheek and then went on its way. When she woke up the next morning and looked in the mirror, she noticed a red spot on her cheek. What's this? she asked her mother. It looks like a spider bite, her mother said. It will go away, just don't scratch it. Soon, the small red spot grew into a big red boil. We've all been there. Uh, puberty, am I right? Mm-hmm. Look at it now, the girl said. It's getting bigger. That sometimes happens, her mother said. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. It's coming to a head, the mother said. That's also what she said. Mm-hmm. In a few days, the red spot was even larger. Look at it now, the girl said. It hurts so much and it makes me look so ugly. Girl, me too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Her mother said, we'll, we'll have the doctor look at it. Maybe it's infected. But the doctor couldn't see the girl until the next day. So that night, she decided to take a nice, relaxing bath. And as she laid soaking in the warm water, the boil suddenly burst. And out poured a swarm of tiny spiders from the eggs their mother had laid in her cheek. And I am getting the heebie-jeebies. As I as I read this like literally like my cheek itches yeah I'm not
0: I'm not into this I'm i I spooked myself like <laughs> I'm like I'm like 20 percent thinking that you read this one of these past years no <laughs> I think maybe no. but also we were hey, just discussing whether or not we had done this but also yeah because I full disclosure I'm pretty sure i haven't read any of these before but you know what the uh well of good creepy pastas is uh not very fruitful um so i i don't know if it's just because i know that story i was gonna say
1: it's i knew the story like i knew yeah, what was coming it's a popular I, it's, one yeah, yeah it was it was just featured in not just featured but it was featured in the scary stories to tell in the dark movie so yeah, like l-
0: like you saw it
1: huh i didn't see it
0: exactly that's what like, i'm saying but
1: but i uh but i know that it was in it it was in the <laughs> right. um trailer for fuck's sake hey don't you come for me don't I you w- no 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 I no, w- no. W- <laughs>
0: this is that's not podcast what this is too.
1: about <laughs> this is not the caitlin roasting podcast listen here
0: anyway uh, it's a good
1: story i like it still yeah i mean it's still spooky it's still bleh. i'm not i'm not into it but um do we want to hear more about the movie scary stories to help to tell in the dark or do we want to Skipperoo. Yeah, hey, you could you could talk about it, yeah. Alright, so for those who don't know, they made a movie, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I did not see it as Haley Guillermo del so Toro? kindly implied. Yes, actually. The story was it was adapted from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, but it, the story was by Guillermo del Toro. Um and it's got a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, a 79% Google score, a 77% Tomato Meter rating, and a 72% audience score with over 5,000 ratings. Wow! Um, despite the fact that it came out in 2019, um, and you can watch it on Netflix. Um, it it scared the shit out of me the critics consensus was quote like the best-selling series of books that inspired it scary stories to tell in the dark opens a de- a creepy gateway into the horror for young into horror for younger genre enthusiasts And quote i can't speak i'm too freaked out um but yeah and like i said you can watch it on netflix
0: it's fun uh, it's I, like an anthology series they're little short
1: yeah. things it's good yeah nobody that i can think of that we know in it but it's a good time
0: all right.
1: Yeah, and it made it made everybody a lot
0: of money. It did well. So yeah, yeah. And the books all. are creepy. The illustrations. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So I got mine from. I think I got mine from creepypasta. dot com, or there was another site that I got mine from that I forget what it was because I found a bunch and then I could not find the site again. So I think it's it was a ghost site. Okay. Um. But I could not find who wrote these. And it makes me sad, but they're very good. So uh, they're just popular creepypastas. Um, So you went with the red dot, uh, the red spot. Mm -hmm. I am going to go with white with red. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they do match. So we're keeping with the theme. Yes. Here we go. A man went to a hotel and walked up to the front desk to check in. The woman at the desk gave him his key and told him that on the way to his room, there was a door with no number that was locked and no one was allowed in there. She explained that it was a storeroom and that it was out of bounds. She reminded him of this several times before allowing him upstairs. So he followed the instructions of the woman at the front desk, going straight to his room and going to bed. However, the instance of the woman had piqued his curiosity. So the next night, he walked down the hall to the door and tried the handle. Sure enough, it was locked. He bent down and looked through the wide keyhole. Cold air passed through it, chilling his eye. When he saw, what he saw was a hotel bedroom, like his, and in the corner was a woman whose skin was incredibly pale. She was leaning her head against the wall, facing away from the door. He stared in confusion for a while. Was it a celebrity? The owner's daughter? He almost knocked on the door out of curiosity, but decided not to. As he was still looking, the woman turned sharply and he jumped back from the door, hoping she would not suspect that he had been spying on her. I mean, he was. He crept away from the door and walked back to his room. The next day, he returned to the door and looked through the wide keyhole. This time, all he saw was redness. He couldn't make anything out besides a distinct red color, unmoving. Perhaps the inhabitants of the room knew he was spying the night before and had blocked the keyhole with something red he felt embarrassed that he had made the woman so uncomfortable and hoped she had not made a complaint to the woman at the front desk at this point he decided to consult her for more information he sighed and said did she sighed and said did you look through the keyhole the man told her that he had and she said well i might as well tell you the story of what happened in that room a lo- a long time ago a man murdered his wife in there and we find that every even now, whoever stays there gets uncomfortable. But these people were not ordinary. They were white all over, except for their eyes, which were red.
1: Nah. First of all, first of all, there will be no shaming of people with albinism here.
0: Yeah, but, exactly not. I mean, come on, that's fucked up. But also, um... The you eye. You know what? The you know what
1: I don't yeah, want an you... eye. I don't want an eye in, in the peephole when I'm looking out the peephole. No.
0: No, but also... You never have to tell me not to try the handles on other people's rooms in a hotel. No. Like
1: you don't when have to tell said, me several
0: times like don't you go to said that room that
1: she asked and then she sighed. I was like, "Yeah." Yeah.
0: Men, am I yeah. right?
1: Not even. Not even. I know plenty of idiots who are who are female non-binary. I, let me tell you, idiocy doesn't no, choose no gender. a gender.
0: Yeah.
1: It's one of the reasons I know I know I happen to know one cat in particular who is a massive idiot. I know a cat that is a a certified demon. I don't think... Okay, okay, okay. Yes, I think we both know a cat who's a certified demon. But he is sleeping Um,
0: next to me right now. He has finally stopped screaming. Thank (laughs) God. All right. Let's hear your next one. All right. Next up, we have
1: May I Carry Your Basket?
0: Which is also called
1: Just the Basket. Uh, That's another story featured in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the book, not the movie. And to get right into it, Gabriel Fisher spent the evening in the pub with his dog, Trotty, by his side. Trotty. Trotty. It was just before midnight when he finished his last drink and started for home. And outside, it was cold and frosty and as silent as the grave. He thought he saw a figure moving in the distance up ahead. As the man walked on down the road with his dog, he saw that the figure was a woman walking ahead of him. She was carrying a basket on her shoulder and it was covered with a white cloth. When he caught up to her, he looked to see who it was, but it was dark and she was so bundled up against the cold that it was kind of hard to see her face. But Trotty started to growl at her. Hmm. The woman didn't answer. They walked on in silence for a while and then Gabriel said, May I carry your basket? Without a word, the woman took it off her shoulder and handed it to him. From inside the basket, he heard a small voice say, that's very nice of you. Mm. And that was followed by wild laughter. Gabriel was like so that. startled that he dropped the basket on the ground. Yeah, Gabriel didn't either. The white cloth slipped off and out rolled a woman's severed head. He looked <laughs> down at the head and he stared at the woman. "It's, It's, it's, it's your head, he cried in horror. His dog, Trotty, gave a howl and fled in terror. I mean, smart. Yeah. As the woman stooped down to pick up her head, Gabriel took off running too, but the woman chased after him, holding her head in her hands. Huh. Mm. He could hear her footsteps behind him. She was gaining on him. Then he looked down and noticed something rolling along the ground beside him. It was the severed head. No! (laughs) With a ghastly laugh, the head rolled in front of him, trying to trip him up. Gabriel managed to jump over it but he could hear the slap, slap, slap of running footsteps behind him. Then the that. head sprang into the air and sank its teeth into his ankle. I would like to pause oh. here. Like, did she punt the head? Like, what? How did the head of its own volition, like, is this like a thing from the Adams Family
0: situation? Anyway. Also, if she's running and gating on this man without a head, um, maybe she didn't need help with the basket. Oh, no. She I probably mean, could have handled
1: her own fucking basket. No, she's just a woman. Um... But Gabriel screamed with pain after being bitten on the ankle and shook yeah. the head off. He tried to run faster, but the woman's body and, his head and her head stayed right on his tail. The head sprang into the air again and bit him into his other leg. He let out another scream and kicked the head away. And just then, Gabriel came to a small stream. With a mighty effort, he leaped across it and kept running, not daring to look back until he got home. When he returned, his dog Trotty was waiting at the house. Good dog. Gabriel looked back into the darkness but the headless woman and her severed head were gone and he never saw them again
0: well but the dog made it the dog made it and also did he get tested for fucking rabies after getting bit by a weirdo head? I mean I would
1: I I, I mean I'm not saying that he he shouldn't but I don't know that he was I don't know that that was the priority yeah
0: yeah I agree with that like i mean you got you got other
1: things to worry about you just had a severed head chase your ass like it happens
0: all right. it happens
1: all right um my next
0: one is called tourist trap Ooh. and here we go in rural wisconsin there was an old abandoned park built in the 1920s it served as a town's gathering place for everyone That is, until a newly developed Train and Tunnel for Tots ride was installed in 1932. Train and Tunnel for Tots, I love it. T-T-T-T-T. It was an innocent-looking, childish train with one main mechanized head car and three small trolleys pulled behind it. It went around some loops before going into a small tunnel. But this is where the story gets weird. There was numerous cases of child deaths that year, all of them happening after the ride, after the child rode on the train system. Some kids disappeared without explanation during the ride in the short tunnel, about 10 feet, and others went comatose after leaving, only to die from sudden unexplained death syndrome shortly after. Isn't that SIDS? No, that's sudden infant death syndrome. This is sudden unexplained death syndrome. Okay, never mind. Yes. It's a real thing. It's terrifying. Oh, God. Um, One, upon exiting, was found to be simply dead. Also, why would they keep the rug going after that? But who's to say? Her dress was covered in what looked like small, bloody handprints. Some killed themselves by scratching at their throats until they bled out. And one of them even killed another child before hanging herself with a razor wire at the family farm. The park was closed and the town's popularity as a tourist town plummeted. Recently, a team of scientists were sent to the park. They taped a video camera to the train and put a crash test dummy in with it before sending it on its way onto the tracks. When the train left the tunnel, it was empty except for the camera. The video was completely black with very faint sounds of distortion and gurgling. The last 10 seconds were nothing but static save for the sound of children laughing.
1: Nah. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, I Fuck don't kid do stuff, children
1: man. laughing. I just don't. Like that's a no from me. Sorry, but no. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't like it. Don't Mm-mm. love it. mm mm No, no, no. Not today. You just Not do ever. severed heads. Huh? You just do severed heads. I'd prefer the severed heads. Okay. Or this next one. I don't know that I would prefer this next one, but, you know. Do it. So this next one, it's it's an old folktale. Um, a version of it was also featured in one of the scary stories to tell in the dark books, which is Scary Stories 3, More Tales to Chill Your Bones. There's another version by W. Somerset Maugham m-a-u-g-h-m
0: and it's i'm beginning to see a theme with you there's always a theme with me
1: and every year it's the same it's scary stories to tell in the dark i don't know what i'm gonna do when these motherfuckers stop publishing scary stories to tell in the dark
0: all right Um, you can look at creepypasta websites like i do no i'm not doing that to
1: myself or my google history um but this is called the appointment (gasps) okay i hate making
0: appointments that's the worst part of adulthood imagine that's just the only line imagine that's the line it's you have to make a doctor's appointment. Your mom end. didn't tell you what office to call.
1: <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> who no. To ask for. even if you know the office. Just you have to make a do- you have to call. You can't make it online. Yeah. You can't you can't email. You you can't like send carrier pigeon. You have to call. Mhm. And then you have to go there in person. It's not a telehealth appointment. Nope. You've never met it's this worse. doctor. Um, and they're checking your parts. <laughs> suddenly you have to put your feet in the stirrups. My folks with vaginas know what I'm talking about. Um, that's a horror story in and of itself. Shout out to vaginas. I mean, I was I meant the horror story was vaginas, but yes. Yeah. Um, and I say Teeth. that, as a, as, a, that as a owner of one. Um, well past its free trial. All right. Anyway, the appointment, the, the appointment, <laughs> the, the actual appointment, the actual appointment, the appointment, the real appointment. We made it back around. Go we, ahead. We're back. We're back. There was a 16-year-old boy who got a summer job working on his grandfather's farm. One morning, his grandfather sent him into town on an errand to buy some provisions, and the boy drove the pickup truck into town and parked outside the market. As he was walking along the street, he was jostled by somebody in the crowd. When he turned around, he was shocked to see that it was the Grim Reaper. Death. As he stood there in the marketplace, death beckoned to him. The terrified boy jumped back and ran back to the pickup truck and drove home to the farm as fast as he could. And when he got there, white-faced and trembling, he told his grandfather what had happened. "Let me take the truck," he begged. "I'll go to the city and hide. Death will never be able to find me there. It's the only way to avoid my fate." His father told him or his grandfather told him he could have the truck, and the boy floored the accelerator and tore off at high speed. After he left, the Grandfather went into town looking for Death. Eventually he found the Grim Reaper standing in the crowded marketplace, and the Grandfather walked right up to Death and asked, Why did you frighten my grandson when you saw him this morning? He's just a boy, only 16 of age, he's years of age, he's too young to die. I'm sorry about that, said Death. I did not mean to beckon to him, I was just startled. You see, I was very surprised to see him here in the marketplace. I have an appointment with him this afternoon. In the city,
0: in his truck. Mm. Don't speed, kids. (laughs) Don't speed. I was gonna say, death is just fucking getting some fucking kumquats. Death just wanted to visit the farmers market, man. Yeah, right. Heard it was a
1: good time. Was like, I want to check this out. Leave death alone. Yeah, the new Britney.
0: Yeah. Well, that's creepy. Yeah make it worse creep me out yeah i got one i got one for you it's called the wanderer mm, i'm okay <laughs> well you don't get to choose nope i w- i should have said before the fucking kids one where all the kids are dead uh this is this should be like a trigger warning for talk of bad things happening to kids uh suicide um self-harm um let me look at some of my other ones <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh um medical trauma yeah more kid shit okay that's a trigger warning for die. all those things no the dog didn't die mm-hmm. um i'm not trying to upset anybody out here it's Spooktober. you gotta i'm get not trying skin. to get canceled okay i'm doing that all on my own <laughs> the wanderer Back in the 1990s, a girl committed suicide after viewing an image posted on an old news group, which I'm thinking is like a Reddit thread. Mm -hmm. The image was of a figure, which some identified as a woman standing in the middle of a lonely road. The figure is transparent to the point that its legs are barely visible and it's illuminated by an unknown light source coming from the direction of the camera. Whether it's headlights, a handheld flashlight, or the light of the camera itself, it isn't known for sure as the actual source of the image has never been identified. No facial features can be made out, but the figure is most easily identified by its long, bony appendages, which partly resemble a spider's legs. Those who have seen the image or know of its existence have come to know the figure as the Wanderer. The first known Wanderer account occurred in 1996. Jane, a college girl, was visiting her family during the holiday season and had an interest in the paranormal. She saw the Wanderer image on a news group along with the message reading, Do you see me? I can see you too. Dozens of other users saw the same post. Most didn't think much of it, just that it was somehow funny, maybe. Mm -hmm. Some actually complained that they had experienced headaches um, while they were looking at the image and similar claims that they have been made by others since. According to Jane's family, she suffered from nightmares in the nights after seeing the image. She claimed that she would wake up and see the wanderer outside her window. Sometimes it would scrape the glass with its spider-like limbs, but usually it would just stand there and stare at her. She would find herself unable to move while in its presence, as if many unseen hands were holding her down. Even if she closed her eyes, she would still see it. Her family was sure she had been frightened by an image online and was having nightmares as a result, uh until jane complained of seeing the wanderer in her waking life as well she was convinced it was following her she would see it even while she was in a room full of people or out in public even though no one else saw anything jane's family feared for her sanity but only assured her that the wanderer wasn't real jane however only got worse she began going to extreme lengths to stay awake at night It started out with just caffeine and staying active, but quickly graduated to cutting herself and screaming all through the night. Before long, she wasn't sleeping at all. She was convinced that if she slept again, the wanderer would take her. Her family knew they couldn't just wait and hope for the best. Jane needed help. But when Jane's mother knocked on her daughter's bedroom door, she received no answer. She carefully opened the door, not wanting to disturb or startle Jane, but she still heard nothing. Jane wasn't in her bed. She wasn't sitting at her computer. She didn't appear to be in her room at all until her mother checked the closet. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. There, Jane was found curled in the corner, blood reddened the front of her body, having drained from the long slit across her throat. (gasps) She was clutching a bloodstained note which read, It can't have me now. (gasps) Jane's case is not an isolated incident. Through the rest of the 90s, dozens of others went missing or committed suicide after viewing the image of the Wanderer. Mm -mm. Since the turn of the century, despite my best efforts at locating the image, it seems to have been... It seems to have disappeared. Recently, though, I posted on a news group asking if anyone had heard of the Wanderer. I've done this many times before, and usually there's one or two people who have heard the story, but no one has seen the image. This time was different. Shortly after posting, I received an email in my inbox. Mm-mm. The subject of the email was, I can see you, in all caps. Mm-mm. The body of the message read, do you see me? I can see you too. There was an image attached with the message. I can't verify whether it's the real wanderer image or not, but I must warn you that if you choose to view this image, you must do so at your own risk. Uh-uh! Yeah. Absolutely
1: not. That's the fucking wanderer, man. Are you- No! uh-uh no i had never heard of this one before i haven't heard of that one either but it gives me big like momo vibes remember momo yeah
0: yeah we did an episode on the momo we did.
1: we did we did and we don't mean when we say the momo we don't mean the corgi butt which is it is a it is a euphemism for a corgi butt as well um as i learned at the corgi beach run this year um or beach Meetup or whatever they call it it's in huntington beach it's mm. just pile of corgis just on the beach (gasps) my dream um i know i keep trying to get you to come with me especially now because it's like this is this is great just i don't know it just makes you feel better um yeah but yeah so next up we have the bed by the window Mm -hmm. which is another scary story featured in the scary stories tell in the dark series (laughs)
0: Which I would expect is, nothing less. I mean,
1: I I do this every year. I don't know why anybody's surprised, unless you're new, in which case, hi, welcome. Um, but it is featured in more scary stories to tell in the dark. But there's also several versions, several titles, including just the window. Um, and it's based on a short story called Croglin Grange from mm. The Story of My Life by Augustus Hare, H A R E, like rabbit. Okay. Not like what's going to stick up the back of your neck after this. Um, That's done.
0: Huh? Dun-dun-dun.
1: Dun-dun-dun! But yeah, hopping right in. Many years ago, there was an old one-story house that stood at the top of a hill. The locals called it Croglin Grange, and three young people lived there, a girl and her two brothers. One hot summer's night, they were all sitting out on the veranda, enjoying the cool air, watching the sunset as the moon was rising over the trees. And then they decided to go to bed a few hours later as the girl was lying in bed she was unable to sleep because of the heat so she began gazing out her window watching the moon move across the sky when something suddenly caught her eye Mm -hmm. she she saw she saw two small lights moving through the woods near the graveyard at the bottom of the hill they looked like the eyes of some kind of strange animal but she couldn't make out what kind of animal it was She kept her eyes on the woods, and then something stepped out of the shadows. Something ghastly. Mm. It was coming up the hill toward her house. For a few minutes, she lost sight of it. Then when she saw it coming across the lawn towards her window, it looked like a man, but yet it didn't. And as she watched it, the most uncontrollable horror seized her. She wanted to run from her room, but the door was right next to her window, and she was afraid that the creature would see her. She wanted to scream, but her tongue felt like it was glued to the roof of her mouth. She rushed to the door, but before she could open the lock, she heard a scratch, scratch, scratch at the window. And when she turned around, she saw a shrunken, brown face with flaming eyes glaring at her. She tried to scream, but she was so frightened by its hideousness that she couldn't make a sound. The creature broke a pane of glass in the window and then reached in with a long, bony hand, unlocked the window, And crawled inside crawled Mm. inside the girl tried to escape but the creature caught her by her hair it dragged her over the bed and then pulled her back and then pulled back her head and sank its teeth into her throat she let out a blood curdling scream and fainted when her brothers heard her scream they rushed to her room but they couldn't get in because the door was locked by the time they had managed to break it down the creature was gone and their sister was lying unconscious on the bed bleeding from the wound in her neck While one of the brothers grabbed a towel and tried to stop the bleeding, the other took off after the creature and chased it down the hill. The thing fled through the moonlight, taking enormous strides, and soon the brother lost sight of it near the graveyard. He then went back to the house to see if he could help his sister, who was scared and badly hurt, so they took her to the hospital where her wound was disinfected. The doctor put a bandage around her neck and had her stay in the hospital for a few days. But gradually it began to heal and the doctor said she was well enough to go home. The brothers reported the incident to the police, but they couldn't figure out what had happened. Shocker. They said it was probably a lunatic who escaped from the local asylum. The brothers didn't want their sister to come back to the house and stay in the same room, but she insisted. There's, there's always a local asylum. Mm. Like, let's, let's stigmatize mental health further. Yeah. But she, so she insisted that she stay in the house, though, saying, after all, lunatics don't escape from the asylum every day. But just in case, the brothers slept in the room across the hall and kept loaded pistols on their bedside tables. The winter passed peacefully and happily, but one night, a couple months later, the girl was awoken by a scratching sound at the window. When she opened her eyes, she saw the same hideous, shrunken, brown head staring back at her. This time, she screamed as loud as she could. She screamed with all her might and her brothers grabbed their pistols and came running. The creature took off, but the brothers chased it down the hill. One of them took aim and fired a shot at it and hit it in the leg. The creature fell over, but it got up and managed to limp over to the graveyard wall. The brothers watched as it scrambled over the wall and seemed to disappear into an old burial vault. The next day, the girl and her brothers went down to the church and demanded that the priest open up the burial vault. Inside, there was a horrifying scene. The coffins had been broken open, and bones and rotting flesh were scattered all over the floor. Only one of the coffins had been left intact. When they opened it, there laid the same withered, shriveled, hideous creature that had attacked the girl. When the priest examined the corpse, he found a bullet in its leg. They did the only thing they knew of to rid themselves of a vampire. The priest built a roaring blaze outside the vault, and then the brothers dragged the shrunken body and tossed it on the flames, and they watched the corpse burn until there was nothing left of it but ashes.
0: Mm. The
1: end! All right. You know, just spookin'. That's
0: spook! That's spook! It's giving spook. spook.
1: It's giving spook.
0: Yeah, I like it. I'm into it. I'm here for it uh my next one is called uh blood freezing experiment and this gave me like real uh russian sleep experiment vibes Uh -uh. do you remember that story i do yeah so this is kind of like that ready yep okay in 1944 the british secret intelligence service the sis tried developing a chemical that would affect the blood of a human being A copy of this lab report can be found somewhere deep within the old MI5 building in London. Overture. This chemical was derived with mixtures of named removes, nomofungin, (laughs) and named removes, communism, as well as pero... uh, I I looked at this earlier. You got it. Perofomidine. Okay. I don't even think it's a real thing, so whatever. The chemical would modify the blood's chemical properties and structure so if shot or cut, the blood would have the ability to freeze or solidify to where the person was shot. This would stop the bleeding and can make a person far stronger than the average human being. However, a chemical like this would be incredibly expensive and only offered to the most valuable of people such as MI5 units and important politicians. Other things that have to happen in order for the blood to solidify include increasing the amount of blood plasma from 55% to 59%. modify blood cells when oxygen, oxygenated uh, constitute percentages of 96%. Therefore, the subject has to breathe deeper or more often. Since thrombocytes seem to get in the way of modified blood cells, they are removed prior to modification. The medulla oblongata. I know that one, was also modified by a chemical that familiarizes it with modified blood cells. Also, since the blood cells expand when solidified, 4-6% to 6% of the normal blood volume must be removed. Blood vessels, of course, are changed a slight bit by the chemical as well in order to handle the heavier cells. That's just the, the preamble for what okay. they're going to do. Procedure. <laughs> Test sub Test subjects can be male over 21. Subjects are compensated with 35,000 euro. The subject will be provided with hospital beds and some entertainment. The subject must remain on an EKG and his heart monitor must be watched at all times. Once the chemical is introduced to the subject, he must be monitored for 24 hours. No food must be given until the 25th hour. All requests made by the subject in the first 24 hours must be ignored. Beginning with the 25th hour, the subject may be given painkillers and proper meals. Patient must be continued to be monitored until the 72nd hour. After 72 hours, the subject is escorted to a test room. The subject is to be bound and sedated. The left arm is to be cut open four inches and the right arm is to be shot by a 45 automatic. Observe the effects. They're trying to see if the blood will stop. After hour 144, the subject is taken to the test room again. The subject is to be shot in multiple places without sedation. Each place and effect is to be observed and recorded. So that's what they're gonna do. I'm alright, thanks. Experiment! The I'm three good. subjects. Well, here we go. So, the three subjects were males 22, 23, and 29. The subjects also swore to secrecy uh i don't think that is the legal term uh just do swearsies pinky promise um the chemical was successfully administered to all three subjects within the first hour all three of them started screaming in agony surprisingly this stopped by hour three subjects one and three requested a copy of a king james bible after hour six but it was denied the fellow researchers decided that this meant they believed that they would die Subjects 1 and 3 were granted a copy of the King James Bible after hour 25. Painkillers were also administered to all three subjects. After 72 hours, the subjects were taken t- into the test rooms. The three seemed delighted to leave the room. After sedation, each subject had his arm cut, his left arm cut open with a scalpel and his right arm shot by a 45 automatic. When the scalpel penetrated subject one's skin, it reacted with the dark, amorphous, solid substance, filling the cut almost as fast as the skin was opening up. It sealed so fast that the scalpel stuck in his arm. The injury caused by the 45 automatic bullet was sealed by the dark, amorphous blood within three seconds. The results were the same for subjects two and three. After 84 hours, all three subjects were. Uh, started to act unusual instead of using the entertainment around them they sat on their beds and groaned as if they were sad or ashamed subjects failed to make eye contact after 110 hours subject one passed out blood tests could not be run because blood was solid and amorphous the only thing that was determined was the ph of the blood which was at a five was far more acidic than usual a researcher was sent in after 127 hours yeah. to take blood to <laughs> the movie, right? But um go ahead. The, the to take blood tests on all three subjects. Subjects have become increasingly silent. All three subjects have shown signs of aggression. The doctor found the pH values to be 4.3, 4.6, and 4.4 for subjects 1, 2, and 3 respectively. pH values were decreasing. A blood test was taken at 140 hours. The pH values haven't changed. The experiment will continue as planned. At 144 hours, subjects were escorted to the test room. The three subjects looked far different from the beginning. The skin had turned to a shade of gray, and their skin looked noticeably thicker. Their eye colors have changed to a pure black, and they were bloodshot. (gasps) The experiment will continue as planned, but the chemical must be remodeled before repeating the experiment i don't like this before opening fire on subjects one two and three they showed inhuman strength they immediately poun- pounced on their attackers and used their teeth as a most effective weapon six armed men lost consciousness as their attackers touched their teeth to their skin oh. one arm was devoured by the subjects uh-uh. when mi5 agents entered to neutralize the room the subjects were reported to be missing The chemical must have had a negative effect on the medulla oblongata, causing aggression. The chemical also affected the salivary glands. Superhuman movements were caused by the enhanced blood cells within the muscles. The subject's lust for human flesh is unknown. Locations of subjects 1, 2, and 3 are currently unknown. Research for this project will be discontinued. Evidence, including the laboratory report, will be classified as SIS top secret. You don't fucking say. God damn
1: all right that's that's a mega spook right there that's a that's a hell no from me dog um because we have something planned for our finale Haley, do you want to do your next one now or do you want to
0: what do you want to do we Uh, plan yeah i can do my next one my next one's kind of short that's uh it's a classic
1: i'll say classic
0: i've definitely heard this one before i don't think i've said it though okay it's called lightning (sighs) So here we go okay we had just moved into a little ranch house in the suburbs storybook neighborhood quiet friendly neighbors picket fences the whole nine yards suffice it to say that it was supposed to be a new start for me a recently single dad and my three-year-old son a time to move on from the previous year's drama and stress i viewed the thunderstorm as a metaphor for this fresh start one last show of theatrics before the dirt and grime of the past would be washed away My son loved it anyway, even when the power went out. It was the first big storm he'd ever seen. Flashes of lightning flooded the bare rooms of our house, imparting unpacked boxes with long creeping shadows, and he jumped and squealed as the thunder boomed. It was well past his bedtime before he finally settled down enough to sleep. The next morning, I found him awake in bed and smiling. I watched the lightning in my window, he proudly announced. A few mornings later, he told me the same thing. You're silly, I said. It didn't storm last night. You were only dreaming. Oh, he seemed somewhat disheartened. I ruffled his hair and told him not to worry. There would be another storm again soon. Then it became a pattern. He would tell me how he watched the lightning outside his window at least twice a week, despite there being no storms. Recurring dreams of that first memorable thunderstorm, I figured. It's easy to hate myself in hindsight. Everybody assures me that there's nothing I could have done, no way I could have known, but I'm supposed to be the guardian of my child and these are useless words of comfort. I constantly relived that morning, making my coffee, pouring milk over my cereal, picking up the newspaper and read about a pedophile local authorities had just arrested it was front page stuff apparently this guy would select a young target usually a boy stake out the house for a while and take flash photos of them through their window while they slept Mm -mm. sometimes he did more (gasps) my stomach sank as the connection was made at the time it was merely something from a child's imagination in retrospect it is the scariest thing i've ever heard about a week before the predator was caught my son came up to me in his pajamas guess what he asked what i asked No more lightning at my window. I played along. Oh, that's nice. It finally died down, huh? No, it's in my closet. I have yet to see the photos the police have collected. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nah. He went into the kid's closet. That's a fucking horrifying, right? That's a fucking hell no from me. Yeah, I'm not about it. I am so not about that.
1: Uh, Um, hmm. um all right well now that we've horrified ourselves further um we're gonna get into so as obviously it's the end of spooktober we have not yet we we have not done a a so you want to know about that's
0: because or just a patreon uh voted episode not always so you want to know about just most recently have been yes because they're easier to do but thanks that would be because we
1: solicited, in a non-sexy way, stories from our patreon patrons.:
0: Yeah, we got a couple fun ones.: We did
1: get a couple fun ones. so without further ado. But I'm before going, wait, before oh. you
0: read those, I do want to shout out our uh, some of our patrons. Okay, You do uh, that because and will it block is
1: Felix from jumping on my desk and causing a mild audio earthquake. Oh, do it. fucker. He did it anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is uh Patreon shout out time. Woo! So I want to as always, I want to thank Travis, Stevie, Michaela, Megan, Kim, Janie, and Sarah. Woohoo! Thank you for supporting us and uh it has been a long and fun spooktober. And um yeah, we'll do it again next year. Yeah, and um, but let me let me hear these listener stories because I have not read them. No, So I want to be surprised. Yes, and
1: surprised you will be. So we're gonna start out with Travis's spooky okay. scary story. Um, so Travis has been requesting that we cover the Circleville uh letters for a while. And cool. Okay. We 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 will we will indeed be covering this. Um, But it was also, it was covered on Unsolved Mysteries. And so just real quick, I'm going to read the synopsis from the Unsolved Mysteries Wiki.
0: The OG Unsolved Mysteries, not the new one.
1: Yes, Okay. yes. So in 1976, several Circleville, Ohio residents began receiving strange letters detailing personal information about their lives. Bus driver Mary Gillespie was accused of a supposedly non-existent affair with the superintendent of schools, But the writer told Mary that she-slash-he had been observing her house and knew that she had children. (gasps) The Watcher! Very. It was postmarked Columbus, Ohio, but had no return address. Within eight days, Mary received a similar letter. She kept these letters to herself until her husband Ron received one as well. The letter stated that if Ron did not stop his wife's affair, his life would be in danger. After two weeks, the writer threatened to go public with the affair allegations, broadcasting it on TVs, CB radios, and billboards. Mary and Ron only told three people about the letters, Ron's sister, her husband, Ron's brother-in-law, Paul Freshour, and Paul's sister. Mary had some ideas about who might be sending the letters, but they decided to have Paul write letters to the suspect, claiming that they knew who he or she was. This plan seemed to work, and the letters stopped for several weeks. But that changed on August 19th, 1977, when Ron received a phone call from the alleged writer. The call seemed to configure Ron's suspicions on the identity of the writer. He grabbed his gun and then left his pickup in his pickup truck, even though the writer claimed to have been watching the truck. And a few minutes later, Ron was found dead in the pickup truck, crashed into a tree. Hmm. Investigators later found that Ron had fired at least one shot from his gun before crashing. Mm. Sheriff Dwight Radcliffe questioned and eliminated at least one suspect in the case before ruling Ron's death an accident, claiming he had lost control and crashed while driving drunk. However, several residents soon received letters that stated Sheriff Radcliffe had been involved in a cover-up. According to Paul, Sheriff Radcliffe had initially agreed that the death was a result of foul play. However, he allegedly changed his mind when the suspect passed a polygraph test. Ron's blood alcohol level was 0.16, which was twice the legal limit here in the U.S. However, many of Ron's friends and family were surprised because he did, they didn't think that he was a heavy drinker. Mary and the superintendent later came out as having been in a relationship Although they claimed that it did not start until after the letters had been sent.
0: Yeah, put the idea in their fucking heads and they were Mm. like, oh, maybe
1: we actually should. In February 1983, Mary was harassed harassed along her bus route with the letter writer apparently placing threatening signs next to the road. And one day, Mary decided she had enough and went and ripped the sign down. But when she did, she discovered it was a booby trap designed to kill her. The trap had a box which contained a small pistol which, if Mary had pulled the sign off in a certain way, the gun would have fired. The amateurish attempt was uh, an amateurish attempt was made to rub off the serial number on the gun, and when lab tests were able to raise the number, it was determined that the gun belonged to Paul Freshour, who had recently separated from Ron's sister. Paul, however, claimed the gun had been stolen from him. On February 25th, 1983, Sheriff Radcliffe asked Paul to meet him and take a handwriting test. He asked Paul to try and copy the handwriting from the letters, and Sheriff Radcliffe had him write the letters while repeating them verbally. After the test, Paul took Sheriff Radcliffe to his garage, showed him where he kept his gun, and the two returned to the courthouse where Paul was arrested and charged with attempted murder. On October 24, 1983, he went on trial for the attempted murder of Mary Gillespie, Although he was never charged with writing the threatening letters, they became a crucial part of the evidence against him. A handwriting expert was brought in to testify that Paul was the letter writer, and Mary also testified that she believed he was the writer after his wife had visited her with the same suspicion. Paul's boss also testified that he was not at work on the day that the booby trap was found. Paul had an alibi for most of the day, however, he never took the stand in his defense. Proclaiming his innocence, he was convicted and given a 7-24 to year sentence. While there, he himself began receiving letters from the writer who was determined Mm. to keep him there. Others still received letters still postmarked from Columbus, even though he was in Lima. Lima? Lima. Even though he was in solitary confinement, the letters kept coming. When Paul became eligible for parole in December 1990, he was denied because of the letters, even though there was no way he could possibly be sending them. In May 1994, he was finally paroled and continues to maintain his innocence since then, but the author of the letters has never been revealed. However, when Unsolved Mysteries covered this case, they received a postcard. (gasps) Yeah. Which read, Forget Circleville, Ohio. Do nothing to hurt Sheriff Radcliffe. If you come to Ohio, you, you L. Sickos will pay the Circleville writer and this is written in like square font like like as if they tried to like write it in courier but yeah, it's all yeah. very square letters which is also very different from the first two letters in terms of handwriting but it okay. is the same at handwriting as the letter to paul fresh hour
0: interesting um, but okay. so
1: travis travis shared that story and was like hey like this is a thing and he's been requesting it for a while so to a degree we have done it but if we decide to do it it, 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 to expand upon it in the future it's very watcher see
0: it is very watchable, but it's also one of those things that like like makes me not want to cover it a little bit it sounds like one of those things that like if They're you do talk about us. it yeah like that's kind of freaky i don't know about that i don't yeah, like that that's fair um but next it's step- like cover like oh, i will ahead. never co- i will never cover any like mafia stuff that yeah. i'm not fucking with that yeah. No, thank you. I don't no, blame one I will, not, I will not fuck with mafia stuff. I will not fuck with uh, cartel stuff. No, thanks. Nope.
1: All right. All right. So next up, we have Camilla's story. Um, so, And we had touched upon this a little bit when we talked about Brenda and Erica Lafferty, and she had given us permission to share her story. So I am going to share that now. Let's do it. All right. So... As a child, I have a strong memory of my mother telling me my older sister had a friend who was murdered because of our religion. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. It stuck with me, and I often thought about what I would do if a gunman said, if you deny God, I will let you live. As a kid, I pictured myself dying, saying I believed in Christ. Mm. Skip ahead decades, I saw a preview for this new miniseries starring Andrew Garfield, mentions American Fork, Utah, and I thought, what the what? The TV show is called Under the Banner of Heaven. So I did my research. Alan and Brenda Lafferty with their daughter Erica. So Alan's brothers, Dan and Ron Lafferty, had started their offshoot of the church. They believed they were prophets and need to take over the religion. Don and Ron were trying to convince Alan that they needed to bring back polygamy, which in 1984 was no longer a practice of the religion. They decided Brenda was the problem, and if she was gone, their brother Alan would join their new religion. On July 24th, 1984, Don and Ron went to the Lafferty home and slit the throat of 15-month-old Erica and beat and strangled Brenda. My parents were next door neighbors to Alan and Brenda. That is wild. I've got chills, but I'm still going. She's not yeah. done. Camilla's not done. Yeah. My mom told me since I researched and asked her, hey, do you know about this? My sister and Erica would play in the nursery at church. Mm. My mom and Brenda taught primary at church together. And, and for those who didn't listen to the previous episode um, on this, primary is like Sunday school. Yeah, yeah. Um, my parents told me a month prior they had moved from American Fork to California and they were on their way back to Utah to visit Brenda and Alan. My mom had painted a picture of my oldest sister, and my mother needed pictures of Erica so she could paint a portrait for Brenda. On the drive, they heard the news of the murder on the radio. <gasps> on the way there. My parents were shocked and grateful to find out. My mom said attending the funeral was surreal. She said, I have never seen so many police officers in one place, but the whole funeral was surrounded. Alan was a wreck because he knew his brothers had killed his family. Yeah. My dad said it was a scary time because so many members of their ward were targets and under protection. My mother did the painting of Erica and gave it to Alan. And she also is the one who told us that later on Dan Lafferty had influenced Benjamin and Christy Strack to kill their children and themselves. Mm. Um but that is camilla's story um she also in another email which i'm going to just share this one bit she shared her thoughts on under the banner of heaven the series mm-hmm. that this is based on and she said after watching under the banner of Harren, heaven heaven heron whatever after watching under the banner of heaven i was nervous the reality of the story would be lost in the hate the author had for the church the show was very hard to watch because they had overplayed the church so much it was painful Mm. Members don't talk like that. Ugh, my sister and I had a very hard time watching it, but we did finish it. I fully understand religious trauma. It is real and it is damaging to everyone, not just the victim. My parents loved Brenda and Alan very much. Yeah. Oh, and also she did have a correction, so quick correction section. Um, N-E-P-H-I is pronounced Nephi or ne-fi, Nephi, excuse me, Nephi. Like Delphi, okay. but All right. knees. So yeah, All <laughs> that's, right. that's the scary story and that's Uh,
0: our podcast both of those are scarier because they're real yep so fuck that yep i'm good (laughs) Um, no thank you yeah and happy spooktober happy spooktober happy end of spooktober again join us for our uh live stream on halloween 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific wear a costume please do um we will hopefully yes yeah yeah i got one costumes we will yeah. perhaps we'll-
1: see you next Tuesday.
0: We will see you next Tuesday. Go to our website, crimeculturepodcast.tumbo.com. Our email address is crimeculturepod at gmail.com. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. And go to all of those. And we will see you finally next Tuesday. <gasps> Bye. Bye.